Back in 2012, there was a popular song that came out by the band known as Fun. You might be familiar with this song. The title of the song is Some Nights. And in case you haven't heard this song, which surprised me because it plays all the time, it goes kind of, it's kind of an indie pop song, and it's a really thrilling song. It's a lot like the band's name. It's fun to listen to, let's be honest. I'm sure y'all are all pretty familiar with this song anyway. And yet, if we're honest, if we really listen to this song, the beat, the rhythm, the tone is absolutely thrilling. Some nights I wake up cashing my bad luck. Some nights I call it a draw. It's that, those words accompanied by a rather unique pop style that for some reason has hit the charts pretty well. But if we really listen to those lyrics, let's be honest, they're pretty dark. They're actually a very dark song. It's really about a young man experiencing what we now know as an existential crisis, otherwise known as an identity crisis. Why do we say that? Because this song is littered with lines such as this. I'm wondering who I am. What do I stand for? And the, the, line, the song closes with these lines, very sad. It's for the best that you didn't listen. It's for the best that we kept our distance. Guys, in this song, our artist, or whoever this guy is really, whoever this guy really is, is clearly miserable. Clearly. And I wish I could say that this were an isolated incident. That not many people really were kept up at night wondering who they were. That not many people experienced these identity crises, especially at such a young age. But if that really were the case, if there really were just a few people who are bothered by who they really are, who are kept up at night, who wonder what they stand for, then I don't think this song would really be that popular. I don't think this song would have hit the market and hit the world quite like it did by storm. No, I think it would have been touched a few people and it would have just fade into oblivion. But that's hardly the case. Fact of the matter is, this song won the best indie pop song in 2013 by Billboard 100. This is not an obscure song. This is a song that swept the world. For a brief moment of time, I'll give it to you that. But it happened nonetheless. And it's because so many people asked this question to themselves. So many of us wonder who we really are. What do we really stand for? Why do we really exist? The fact of the matter is, is you and I live in a world where so many people are experiencing an identity crisis. And that's the beauty of this song. What this song does is it captures the incredible, miserable anxiety of self-identification. What really comes about whenever we put it on our backs to figure out who we are. Whenever we leave that responsibility to us. Whenever we shoulder the job of going around the rest of the world and telling people who we really are. And the reason why that is so exhausting is because that's just not how identity works. Guys, Identification, self-identification, is a total lie. Nobody self-identifies because it doesn't exist. It makes no sense. Guys, our identities do not come from ourselves. They don't. 
Where identities come from is this. They come from where we stand in relation to the rest of reality. Our identities come from where we stand in the relation to the rest of reality. Our identity is completely and totally dependent upon our relationship with the rest of the world and the rest of existence. To give you an example, if I say a guy is tall, it means that compared to the rest of the guys around him, he's bigger and the rest of the guys around him are shorter. If I say a guy is short, guess what? It means that every other, every other person, more or less, every average, is taller than he is. If I say somebody is old, it means that everybody else around them is younger than they are. If I say somebody is young, that means that everybody else around them is older than they are. People come up to me all the time. They say, oh, Shad, you're such a young priest. Why? Because compared to the rest of the priests, I'm young. Everybody else is so much older than me. At least they look it. I know I look like I'm 10 years old. It's just the cross I bear. <laughs> all right. Some of us just can't help it. But my point being is our identities are not something that we can just wake up in the morning and say, this is what I am. No. Our identities are dependent upon every, the relationship all around us. And that, let's be honest guys, is pretty dangerous. Because some of us were dealt a pretty bad hand. Some of us related to the rest of the world really aren't doing so great. Some of us might be shorter, might not be as smart, might not have as much going for us. Some of us might, let's be honest, be kind of like Kip from Napoleon Dynamite. Kind of like all you got really going for you is you can chat online with hot babes all, all morning. Like, that's it. Anyway, sorry for those of you who've, never mind, all right, whatever. I don't know if that worked or not. But my point being is that some of us are not dealt quite what we want, especially in relationship to the rest of Hollywood, all right, and the rest of what the world says that we should have. Some of us, let's be honest, have been dealt a pretty good hand. Some of us might be great football players, great doctors, great lawyers. But let's be honest, time will go on, your mind will get fragile, your arm will get tired, and you won't be as great football players, doctors, or lawyers, or whatever. And if we hold on to those identities, what do we become? Has-beens. Just a bunch of washed up people. I think we all know a few has-beens in our lives, and they don't exactly really enrich our lives very much. Kind of like Uncle Rico, anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I just really am into Napoleon Dynamite these days. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna stop, I promise, I promise. <laughs> My point being though, is that you and I make a grave mistake. If we soak our identities in two things, either ourselves, because then we wind up like the guy in the song who's just like constantly wondering who he is, going to like this anxious craziness, or sink our, our identities into the world around us. Whether we're taller than everybody else, shorter, smarter, weaker, whatever. Those two things can lead to a vital, vital, vital mistakes. Because the fact of the matter is, even if compared to the rest of the world around us, we're doing pretty well, it won't last for long. There will be times where we slip up. There will be times where we mess up. There will be times whenever we're really not doing all that great. And that's something that you and I need to be able to deal with. And the trick to dealing with this this whole preventing this identity crisis that has swept the world, dare I say, is in our second reading. In our second reading, St. John says exactly who we are. 
He says, see what love the Father has bestowed on us and that we may be called the children of God. And yet so we are. Guys, you and I, by the grace of our baptism, are more than just short or tall, more than just smart or not as smart, more as just old or young. You and I are children of God. And that identity doesn't just come from ourselves. We didn't make that up. That identity doesn't just come from how we look compared to everybody else. That identity comes directly from the Lord. And if you and I can rest in that unbelievable fact that we really are a new creation, that we really are not simply the result of what's around us or the result of what we have to define ourselves, but rather the result of the love of God, you and I will be able to march through this world with such bold confidence, people will be jealous of us. So the fact of the matter is, is that we as Christians have been given the greatest gift we could possibly have been given right there at that baptismal font. And that was our new identity. An identity that you and I can sink our teeth in, not for a few hours, not for a few days, not for a few nights, but for the rest of eternity. Now, I know some of us might look around and say, well, I know we're children of God, but we do really look that different. I mean, there are a lot of other religions who, you know, we kind of compare a lot to. They might even sin less than we do. What difference does it really make if we're baptized or not? And I'll admit, that's a scandal. If you and I are not living according to our identity, then we'll be judged by that. That ain't going to look pretty. That is not going to look good at the end of the day. By the fact that we're children of God, the Lord is asking us to represent him and be his ambassadors here on earth to build up his kingdom. But there is a point there. Why is it for some reason or in some cases, not all cases, let's be honest, we do all right in some cases. But why is it in other cases that we're not doing so well? Why is it and how can we call ourselves the children of God? And why can we take confidence in that? And that's exactly what St. John addresses. What he says is the world does not know us insofar as it did not know Jesus. He says we are God's children now. And what we shall be has not yet been revealed. To give you an image... The baptism that you and I received was the greatest retirement plan you and I could ever receive. The fact of the matter is, whenever we will not fully see the incredible beauty of our new identities, the incredible reality that we've been made into new creations, that we are children of God, that we're not just a product of everywhere else, the only time that we'll see that fully is at the end of time. Whenever the veil of our human bodies and the veil of our sins will be wiped away, and our true identities will shine forth for all of eternity in the kingdom of heaven. That's what this is all about. Yes, we're children of God, and yes, that affects this world, and yes, that should affect our behavior in this world, and the God's grace in this world, and all kinds of amazing things in this world. But the real identity, the real marrow to this unbelievable fact that you and I have been changed will be experienced after we pass on, provided we have followed the commands of God. And that's our challenge in this reading. That's our challenge for our lives.
that you and I have been made anew. That you and I have been freed from the prison of having to figure out who we really are. That you and I are freed from the fact that we might not have a lot going for us. Or even we might have a lot of stuff going for us, but that won't last long. You and I are freed from the burden of what else is around us. From the burden of this material world and how it defines us. We have transcended that by the grace of our baptism. But in that beautiful transcendence, we have a new responsibility. And that is the responsibility to be ambassadors of God. To go out into that world and let the world know that you're a proud Catholic. And as a Catholic, you are a new creation with an awesome investment plan. You got some sweet benefits. And that is eternal life. That is a new identity, especially at the end of, your, of time. And your challenge is to invite other people into that. To bring the rest of the world into that incredible freedom. The freedom of not needing to identify yourself. The freedom of not being defined by everybody else. But the freedom of being able to rest in the unbelievable fact that you have been adopted by God. That's what the Christian message is all about. That's what the Christian life, that's what the Catholic life is all about. Is recognizing who we really are. And then going out and showing the rest of the world who we really are. That unbelievable fact that you and I really and truly are children of God.